0: make six suppression on target that's why i see him in the shot shot or no shot with cap and J. Hood on espn 1000 and the espn chicago app that's
1: why i see him in
0: the shot good morning and welcome in to the cap and J. Hood morning show on espn 1000 and we're streaming on the espn chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot. as brought to you by That
2: Me Club Hawthorne betting bars, featuring craft beers, great food, horse racing, video slots, sports betting through points, bet throughout Chicago land. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley. Good morning, boys,
1: on a Tuesday. How are we today? Ready to rock and roll, baby. I'm sad.
0: Sad? My right, college football's over.
2: Oh, opening day. That's coming quick, baby. Baseball. Is it? Is
0: it? I can't tell by the snow coming down.
2: Is there a baseball coming? Every day <laughs> ticks off closer to the best time on the sports calendar. That is the spring. You just invest so
0: much time, Shay, and now it's gone. Oh, well. <laughs> There's going spring football's right around the corner.
1: Hoodie, I was, you just reminded me of something. That I want to ask is as the as the start of shot or no shot, kind of impromptu. Yeah, uh, I keep seeing commercials for this now during all the college football games, and now during the Week 18 NFL games, and certainly during the playoffs. The United Football League starts up in March 2024. Yep, shot or no shot, you will be down bad enough for football to watch the UFL in March.
2: No shot.
0: That's a no shot. shot. <laughs> Stop unless, unless I'm having problems in March Madness with some of my bets. That's the only reason why I'd even turn it on.
2: I'd put a movie on that I'd seen a hundred <laughs> times before I'd watch the USFL. Yeah,
0: man. I can't. Uf- or or UFL, Uf- yeah, whatever. The, the, the combination now. The combination of the XFL and the, what, what, and the USFL, right?
2: Yeah. That's yeah, correct. Yeah,
0: so the combination of the two. So, yeah, I don't, no, that's an O shot. Damn. I gave it a shot in the first, uh, the first year because Chicago had a team. At Soldier Field. Nobody yeah, was there. I'm going to pass.
1: But yeah,
0: no, that's a no shot. No shot.
1: All right, Jay. I'm thinking about becoming a Memphis Showboats fan.
0: Are they back to Memphis? Yeah. The, <laughs> we
1: got the Birmingham Stallions, head coach Connor Stallions, Houston Roughnecks, Memphis Showboats, Michigan Panthers, Arlington Renegades, D.C. Defenders, San Antonio Brahmas, and St. Louis Battlehawks.
0: They draw, by the way. St. Louis draws big. They got no football team, but they. It's like twenty five thousand in there, thirty thousand. They support it like a regular team. Hard pass it, from and that's this something. Seat. Yeah, I actually have a lot of those hats I could bring in. Those old, those first year ex, XFL hats. Mm-hmm. I got like eight or nine of them. Yeah, I do. Pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> so.
2: yeah. I am not a spring football guy I, at college. Could care less, and I don't not going to watch the UFL or whatever it's called. Not happening. The Chicago Rush is coming back.
0: Oh. They're going to be the new. They're going to be the new NFL team. They're in the UFL or what? No, no, no. Just
2: arena. That's just it. arena. Yes,
0: they're going to be the new uh, NFL team when the Bears move to Arlington Heights. Brett and I were uh,
2: season ticket holders when they were around many, many years ago. Twenty mm-hmm. years ago. Yep. Yeah, pass.
0: That'll be the AFC team over there. Some, somebody's got to be in Soldier Field.
2: That's correct.
1: Uh, all right, Jay. All right, Daniel Jeremiah, draft expert for NFL Network, weighed in on the quarterback decision facing Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears. Listen to this. To me, I've been saying this throughout the process. I feel like this decision, while it's going to be difficult in the environment in Chicago because of the pressure and the popularity of Justin Fields, if you step back, remove yourself from that and look at it, this is, to me, it's a no-brainer. You are going to trade Justin Fields. You are going to draft a quarterback with that first overall pick. You're going to go from paying, having to pay a quarterback, which in Fields you'd have to pay him 40 plus million, to now being able to get one for about nine or 10 million. Yeah. And that 30 million dollars, where the savings go, help your team and the draft picks you get for Justin Fields go mm-hmm. help your team build around a new quarterback, reset that clock. That's the smart thing to do.
3: Basically, saying the player that you have in Fields, very similar to the player you might be able to get at number one overall, with some major cost savings to help build around that young.
1: Player. Yeah, it's 30 million. It's I mean, they put a number on yeah, it. It's 30 million works. dollars difference. There you go. $30 million in savings. Daniel Jeremiah, draft expert, NFL Network, says no brainer. You're moving on from fields and drafting a quarterback. So shot or no shot, the quarterback conversation we're having right now isn't a conversation at all. They're moving on.
2: That's a shot. That is a shot. That absolutely they are considering all options. They've got to do all their homework. They've got to spend hours and hours with Caleb Williams and Drake May and all of them and put them through all the different things you've got to deal with as a quarterback in this city. Are you aware of everyone thinks they know what a quarterback looks like, and we've never had one. Are you prepared for the media and the fan base and the pressure and all of it, outdoor football? And if they don't get the right answers, that changes their perspective. They don't have to trade Justin until basically the day of the draft. Well, it's a no shot for now until we get
0: clarification. Now, I thought that the door was ajar a little bit because Justin Fields did not have to say goodbye in some ways as he did in his uh, press conference on Sunday. And let me just go off on a tangent a little bit uh, right here when it comes to Justin Fields and get to the officiating on how these officials. That's not him saying goodbye. But pretty much he did say, you know, uh, for all the Bears fans, thank you and also said uh, pretty much you know, gave a little shot to the media at the end you recall this right yeah he
2: said thanks to y'all even though you made my life or my job more difficult thanks for y'all
0: yeah that kind of thing so uh, to me it's a no shot for now until we get that clarification that for sure the fields is going to be traded or no longer with the team So, no, I think it's worth the conversation. But it's funny that Jeremiah says the same thing that uh, Mike Tannenbaum says. He looks at it from the dollars and cents standpoint. Like, why are you guys talking about this? Don't you want to be able to save money? If you don't feel like he's the guy, then why spend a lot of money on someone who still doesn't seem like he's the guy yet based on a production? Correct.
2: That it is makes, correct. It, yeah. I talked to Field Yates for quite a while over the weekend. Mm-hmm. He's a good buddy. I really like that guy. He said, they're going to go through. He goes, I'm telling you how this is going to go down. Poles is going to do his homework on every single quarterback that has a chance in the draft. Every one of them. From McCarthy to Williams to May to Penix to, uh, what's the other guy's name? Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. He said, he's going to sit down with every one of those guys. And then he's going to weigh taking one of them versus what I got to pay for this guy, what I can get in draft capital versus what I can get if I trade the number one pick. He said in the end, he prob- probably gets a new quarterback.
0: I I understand that point of view. I just want to see it. I want to see how the Bears are able to work themselves around this, Shay. Like, it seems obvious to me, but when we hear the word continuity about the head coach and or the quarterback, especially from Kevin Warren, of course, You know, he hasn't had his full discussions yet about the future of the Bears. That's just interesting to me. So, no, I think it's still worth the conversation. Mm -hmm. We need to find out exactly what's going on up there. Do they think Caleb Williams is the right guy right now to be able to handle this? Or Justin Fields with a new offensive coordinator?
2: I don't know the answer to that yet. They have not yet said when they're going to speak. But we're well, hoping it's tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. We will talk to Courtney Cronin nine eighteen. I texted her a little bit ago. She said she feels like whatever they decide, the picture we have will be a little bit more clear today. Okay. So I'm waiting on that. But hoodie, I think you bring up a good point. And like again, impromptu shot or no shot, because. I think Eberflus and the decision to keep the head coach or move on from the head coach is the part that makes this the most difficult. Like you can't make the decision to move on from quarterback before you make the decision on who the head coach is, but both things kind of have to work in tandem. So shot or no shot, Eberflus is actually the piece that muddies up what you do with Justin Fields.
2: That is a shot. Yeah, Eber That's a shot. Look, if you say we believe in Matt Eberflus and we're keeping him together, but we're getting a new quarterback and a new coordinator, what happens if Eberflus struggles next year? What if you have three more historic losses? Now you go, oh, God, we we got to move on. Thanks, Matt. Because next year is when you're going to have to extend Eberflus. He's only got two years left. He only right. signed a four-year deal. Reportedly. No, no. I read the art, the. Quotes from the Bear, four-year contract. Okay, He's got a four-year deal. Now, could there be options in there? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think it's a four-year deal. Well, at the end of next year, you're letting him go in as a lame duck? Like a buddy of mine listens to us every day, Chuck. He said, if you're keeping him, you've got to extend him now. And he would not.
3: Of course he not. said,
2: of course I would not do that. But he said, after next season, he's a lame duck. Nobody goes into their final year. You always extend or fire. So you got a real conundrum that you got to navigate. Hey, that would be me.
0: Unless it's a, what was that? It was a Caldwell? If it's a Jim Caldwell situation in which, and, and I'm going by your words, you feel like the Bears could be a playoff team next year. I do. Okay. And if he is the head coach, unless it's a Jim Caldwell situation where you feel like you can upgrade the position, he will get extended if
1: they
2: make the playoffs. Oh, no question. question.
1: If they, oh, he would deserve it if they make the playoffs. If they
2: make the playoffs, how do you not extend them? But if you have a new quarterback and a new coordinator and it doesn't go like C.J. Stroud did, mm-hmm. and they had a new coach and a new coordinator and a new quarterback, and it worked. Right. Like, if I'm voting for coach of the year, there's only two candidates. It's Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland or my personal choice. I would vote for D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm.
0: Dragon Slayer.
2: I think he's done a magnificent job. Magnificent. Now, is Bobby Slowick good enough in one year as a play caller to go and bring him in the as the head coach? That's a ballsy move. He will get some interviews
0: just based on the one year. Right. That's how quickly this NFL works. Correct. You never, damn your
2: body of work. We need you now. Look, I hope Ryan Poles is reading the Robert Frost poem, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening, because the way it ends... Something that Mike Ditka quoted many many years ago. I still have miles to go before I sleep. He's not close. He's not yet where he needs to be. There's still work to be done to get this thing where you go. Wow, the Bears are actually really good because we got trucked on Sunday. There's still miles to go before he sleeps. Don't forget that.
0: What what, what kind of beatnik are you? What are you doing here? I was an English major.
2: What do you want me to tell you?
0: Yeah, okay. Well, keep it in your back pocket. Here's Shay.
2: Right? It works. Read the poem, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. No, I'm not reading that poem. It's okay. I'm a sports guy. I'm here, just here, telling you, that poem is a metaphor for what's going on with the Bears in many ways. Yes. There's still miles to go
0: Alongs- before I sleep. Alongside Dobie Gillis, Jonathan Hood with you as oh, we boy. continue Shot or No Shot.
1: Shane? All right, regardless... Regardless of what the Bears decide to do, the options they have in front of them all seem kind of good. They can draft a top-flight quarterback prospect with the number one pick. They could trade the top pick for a massive haul, give themselves a treasure trove of assets to build around Justin Fields. Or they could sign a bridge quarterback and draft a developmental quarterback, play the long-term Packers-style game. A lot of options. Shot or no shot, you fully, 100%, trust Ryan Poles to get it right.
0: That's a shot.
2: Yeah, that's a shot for me.
0: That's like, a shot. I mean, I mean, he could always fail. I would ima- but I, I trust that he's had more hits than swings and misses in his tenure.
2: Oh, think of where this roster was the day he took over, mm-hmm. the cap issues he had to navigate, the blueprint that he laid out, how bad they were last year, and where they're at now. That we actually have clear optimism. They're not there yet. They got their head kicked in again up in Green Bay. But this is a historic offseason. Like last year, Danny, our boss, was saying new era. And it is. Mm -hmm. This is a legacy-defining offseason. Legacy. Because if he gets the quarterback right, that quarterback's probably going to be rolling into a new stadium at some point like as the clear... All time greatest quarterback in the history of the franchise. Mm-hmm. If he's still here, if he gets it wrong, he's fired. This is a humongous offseason, way bigger than last offseason.
0: Yeah, to me, that's, um, that's a shot because I believe that anytime that you can tell in ownership, yeah, the best thing I could do is to shave off some of these veterans that you're not winning with. And there was a number of them that are playmakers, but yet you are losing with those same playmakers. And so we're going to restart the franchise, get that number one pick, and build it that way so we could have a sustained winner. That's a great game plan if it works, and I believe that he can get it turned, Ryan Poles. Now, who's going to coach it, and who's the quarterback?
1: A lot of questions. <laughs> Shay, can you sneak it one more before around the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a little bit of a poetic coincidence, since Cap wants to quote poetry this morning somehow. He's high. A poetic coincidence last night. Michigan won the national championship in the same city where the 2017 Houston Astros hoisted the Commissioner's Cup. Just a little bit of poetry That's there. True. Yeah. However... After the Connor Stallions incident and him leaving the program, the cheating ending, Michigan stayed undefeated. They beat Penn State on the road. They won a nail-biter with Maryland on the road. They beat Ohio State. They beat Iowa. They beat Alabama. And then they won the national championship in dominant fashion over Washington. Shot or no shot, Michigan removed the asterisk from their season. No
2: shot. There are still people now going, that's tainted. They've been talking about that. on get up this morning. Is the championship tainted? There are some people that will go, no, they got stallions out of there. Jim served a suspension, and they're a worthy champ. And there are others that will always look and go, you cheated your way there.
0: You always hear both sides of the argument, mm-hmm. which you just laid out. Like for some, for USC fans, like those, you know, we still have a Heisman Trophy winner during that era, of Pete Carroll, and we are still the national champions, even though a banner has been snatched. Okay, Again, it's in the record book. There is no asterisk in my mind right now, Cap, because nothing has happened. There's been two suspensions from the head coach. But in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. because of the controversy around it. These but guys did it. These guys did it. No, no matter, no matter what happened, yes, they did get a national championship. They did win because we saw it with our own eyes last night. But the point is, though, it was with controversy. Mm -hmm. The coach wasn't even there for six games. So the asterisk will always be there in the record book. But, you
2: know, they're still a hell of a team. No question.
1: Isn't there a little bit of irony, too, in the fact that the two years that they were cheating their asses off, they got bombed by Georgia and then lost a track meet to TCU as a 14-and-a-half point favorite. And the year they get caught and have to stop cheating is the year that they just dominate their way to a title.
0: Yeah, those other games, Stallions was on vacation. Correct. He wasn't available.
2: Correct. <laughs> he was in the Army Reserves. So he had to report to active duty.
0: Actually, when it comes to stuff like that, Shay, you would imagine that it's got to be more than one person. Usually that's a staff.
2: Or was he a Marine?
1: He was a Marine, I think. believe that's the case. Yeah. Navy. Of- yeah, third Navy. time would have been the charm, but don't he was you, in the Navy.
0: Don't you, don't you think it should have been two or three people, though, in that spot instead of just one
2: guy? You have a staff of cheaters. You don't just get one. Well, apparently this well, guy is just... fired the, the linebacker coach in December. Something else went on.
1: The linebacker coach was trying to destroy the hard drive where all of the video w- was kept. That's why he got fired. There
0: yeah, you go. That's going to be a... I was going to say a nice Lifetime movie, but I don't think women would like that story. It would, not as interesting. No. <laughs> That'd be a, I thought that would be a great Lifetime show, uh, movie against the NFL on Sundays. Uh, but no, I don't think it, women would be interested in that story. Not enough salaciousness in it cheating, though, for sure. Let's go around the NFL. Nick Bowl sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not
3: a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers.
0: The guy is drunk, but there he goes.
2: This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he down. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer are you looking for on these things here? Huh? Ooh,
0: around the NFL with Shane Orling. Shane,
1: Another overreaction around the NFL. Oh, it is? Yeah, we got two days of overreactions before you get your playoff power rankings tomorrow. Let me sit down. Very excited. Good. Uh, I want to start by asking the two of you if you can answer this question. Where is all the bloodshed? Have NFL owners uh, become patient all of the sudden? Yesterday was fairly quiet for a Black Monday. Five job openings right now. And... We heard there could be eight to ten. Hoodie, we're still three to five job openings short. Where is all the bloodshed? I was promised my pound of flesh, and I have not been satisfied. Right.
0: Bears not saying anything. Patriots, we kind of know, but again, they're they're doing it at their own time. It was not a firing or a decision made on Monday. Titans,
2: variable. they haven't said anything. They reportedly had some issues, but they're trying to work them out.
0: And we had how many in-season firings besides Carolina?
2: Three in-season, and then the two at the Vegas, end of the year: Vegas, Carolina, and San Diego or L.A.
0: There you go. There is that, So a couple of those were in-season, so that took took away from our blood our Black Monday. Usually, it would just be six, seven guys all in a row, breaking news across the board on a Monday morning. Not the case. Not the case. But. I will go back to what Albert Breer said, Cap. You know, there are some organizations that say, let's pre- pre- preach patience because there is not an obvious candidate out there for some of these teams. They don't want to go back with this, the obvious offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, because you know that that's three years and out. More times than not. Correct. So, you know, like with the Giants, Dable still in place. We have questions about him. Do we not, Shay? Like a, a Giants...
2: No, He's no, still- he already changed the staff. He fired the, the D coordinator, resigned. The special teams coordinator was fired, and the O coordinator is staying.
0: Dable's seat was hot just like Sala's seat was hot. Sala's coming back with the Jets. Correct. What about what about those, those names? I just think that's, you know, for the in-season firings that took away from the Black Monday, but there were some question marks,
2: and they're still in place. Is Sirianni getting fired if Philly gets stomped down in Tampa? I say he has another year. I would think so. He went to the Super Bowl a year ago. But if they whack him. What? We mean what? Oh, you know what happened when I said the name Sirianni? Siri answered. How about that? That's funny. That's what? Uh, if Sirianni gets fired, would you have interest in him? I would not.
0: He asked me that yesterday.
2: Why? Tell me why.
0: Uh, we're fine. I'm. I'm stuck on Jim Harbaugh and Dan Quinn.
1: Shay, would you want Sirianni? I'd have to really think about it. If I want, it, probably I would talk to him, at least. I would I would probably talk to him, and I would be definitely interested in hiring him. I Philly is such an odd town. I would not fire Nick Sirianni. Like, think about the roster has aged. Their guards, Jergens, and the other one, in name escapes me, they have not been as impactful as they were in the past. They've had injuries at tackle. Lane Johnson has rental space and an MRI machine. Mm-hmm. Like, the defense is just atrocious in large part because the secondary has aged out of football. Fletcher Cox needs a walker. Brandon Graham, enough. Like These guys are just old. And you lost both your coordinators from last season to head coaching gigs. And then you're going to fire Nick Sirianni after one year with a... Collect- like, it just feels like It'd be a little more patient, but Philly is animalistic sports fan town. Like they're rabid, yeah. And it feels like those fans want blood.
0: Yeah, I would say another year for Sirianni. I don't think that he'll be fired because the Eagles are free falling anyway. Cap, and if they lose in the first round, let's. You mentioned yesterday about the older roster. Okay, you got to fix it. I trust the Eagles to try to find a way to fix it and get younger assets, younger parts. All right, Jay.
1: All right, I think the Dolphins this weekend in Kansas City are going to be mercy killed. It's unfortunate what's happened, but they are down three more. Linebackers as they go to Kansas City. They're already down their bookend pass rushers, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, done for the season. Now, Andrew Van Ginkle, done for the year. Mm-hmm. Jerome Baker, done for the year. It leaves Emmanuel Agba and Melvin Ingram as their only healthy outside linebackers as they go to take on Patrick Mahomes on the road in 10-degree weather. It's not great what happened to Miami. It's a little, like, I don't want to say sad, it's not their fault, but I think they're going to go get mercy killed in Kansas City. And That'll be all for Miami. That's all. Boy, that weather is
0: just... Yeah, they just and they're limping in, Cap. They're limping in. That loss against the Bills, what does that say more for? Miami or Buffalo? Buffalo,
2: Buffalo. says more about Buffalo. They're playing great football. Mm-hmm. I want that guy, my quarterback. I love that guy. I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. And then when I hear from... The great Jay Moore, that he's really a wonderful good guy. And then remember Jay Moore's son called said, oh, he's the best. Like, I want that guy. In this climate, in this town, I'll live with the turnovers. He's a beast. Couldn't live with it on this football team.
0: Why? You, well, you couldn't. Buffalo and the Bears are two different teams. Yeah, that, the reason why that he could survive all those turnovers is because of the infrastructure on that team, offense and defense. But they
2: used to be a joke. Buffalo was horrible. Okay. Why? Can't, we went in there with Nagy and beat their ass when they had Nathan Peterman at quarterback uh, for Buffalo. Yep. Why can't we build something like Buffalo? Same climate, outdoor stadium. Yeah, I don't disagree.
0: I'm just saying, like J- Josh Allen, and this team, pretty much same result. The Bears still living in the 85, man. Straight up. (laughs) Now, Just wait a minute now. Now, hang on a second. Come on, man. You're the most optimistic Bears fan we have on the show. Come on, Jay Moore. I don't think they're doing enough to change.
2: We're waiting. What about the boom? Here comes the boom. Get that sound from the late Ted (laughs) Knight. We're We're waiting. Wait a minute, Jay Moore. What about the boom?
0: Here comes the boom. See, he's down. See, can I just tell you something? I've always said this. If a Jay Moore is down on the Bears, then you've lost everybody. Then you've got trouble. Yeah, real trouble. He, he's, he bets he bets the Bears and feels strong about the Bears every game. Even with even if the Bears are a big underdog, Jay Moore so still hurt. he's still so behind. Hurt, see, just, see, so hurt after that loss, man. When you lost a Johnny Moore, that'll be all. Yeah.
2: Try I'm, walking out of Lambo with all those lunatics chanting "Keep Justin Fields." Wow, <laughs> I'm talking Packers fans, by the way, Shay. Landon Dickerson and Cam Jurgens are the guards for the Eagles O line.
1: I said Jurgens. I couldn't Landon Dickerson, good player, but he's not as good as he used to be. And he's been banged up. I think he shredded his thumb. He has like a thumb injury. A lot going on with the
2: Eagles. Yeah, they're banged uh, up.
1: Jay Moore, can I cheer you up a little bit? Please. The Buffalo Bills will at least make the conference title game, and I think they have a very good chance of going to the Super Bowl. They get the bye week free space of the Pittsburgh Steelers in Orchard Park. They will play either Kansas City, Cleveland, Houston, or Miami in Orchard Park the following week. Uh, er, Not Miami. Cleveland, Houston, or Kansas City the following week in Orchard Park. And then they get to stave off playing the Ravens until the conference title game which I think is going to be about as evenly matched as that could possibly be. Jay Moore, I think you're going to see your guy, Josh Allen, play to go to the Super Bowl.
2: Now, that's what I'm talking about, my brother, Shay. Thank you. Thank you. I feel a lot better.
0: What about the Bears, Jay Moore? Why would you do that to him? <laughs> hey, <man.
2: laughs> I'm trying to make our guy feel good. Man. Why do you got to do
0: that? I just thought I would ask. Hey, <laughs> just And this guy here to my right, I love Josh Allen. As if he would be leading the Bears of the Super Bowl with this outfit. It's DJ Moore and an absent Darnell Mooney. What a time not to
2: be available, by the way, on a contract year. Okay, and if I said to you... Please, guess what? We are adding another receiver, whoever that is, Harrison, Adunze, or Neighbors, and he upgraded the O-line. Oh, and that's Josh Allen back Mm -hmm. there now. Bring it on!
0: Mm -hmm. How about this year? Not as much this past season. Yes, maybe. yes. No, we're not good enough. Yes, exactly.
2: We'd be better with Josh you, Allen, you,
0: obviously. You, yeah, you can you can love the asset, but you have to actually love the team too. And he would be he would be in trouble with that offensive line with no Darnell Mooney trying to get it to Scott. Please, right? It's don't a, disagree.
2: Be a mess. But I'm talking about taking the next step. Is Drake May the next Josh Allen? I don't know that.
0: No, I don't have no idea. Josh Allen's Josh Allen, though. But here's but my ultimate point about it is he can make mistakes, and still the bills will find a way to win ball games, especially as of late.
1: Their defense has evolved into being like maybe a top six unit. And, and it was yep. a defense that was terrible at the start of the season. It's become really good mm-hmm. All right, What else do we have? I just have to get this off my chest. Okay. The New England Patriots have become a country club. Uh Did you see the reports yesterday from Jeff Howe, beat writer for the Patriots at The Athletic? Bill Belichick could return and bring in Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator. What the actual F are you doing? Are you an NFL team or are you a country club for your old man friends to come hang out?
0: My God. The White Sox. Seriously. Uh. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on. Every day
1: that passes, it just becomes more and more clear that Tom Brady was the entire straw that stirred the drink.
0: Yeah, I mean, also in the same report, is this true, Shea, that that Belichick would be willing to give up personnel yeah. decisions?
1: Which is about the only silver lining, if you are a Patriots fan, is like, at least you might get a general manager. But really, how much power do you have they're not getting this turn, Cap. They're not getting this turn. We're going back to Rod Rust now.
0: Rod Rust. It's done.
2: It's done. Who was the other co- the coach took him this to? Sue? Raymond Barry. Yes. Yeah. That, that'll that be all.
0: They're not getting this turned
2: Thanks for coming. Have a good day.
0: It's just, it's just, it just... And, you know, again, it all centers around the quarterback. Now, we're talking about the the GOAT, the all-time great Tom Brady. But the point is, though, is that there is no plan B. When you add at such a high level and went at a high level, there's a drop-off there. That's why we are stunned about how the Steelers do it. And I know that some look at the Steelers and say, well, what have you really done? Have you ever really been in the Super Bowl picture as of late? No, but you're a winning franchise with the lights on. But you're, you're in the playoffs. At least you're in the mix. That's all I ever asked for as the Bears, for to be a perennial playoff team. For us to say, all right, Cap, we got some deep January football to talk. Let's go. We don't even get that. Nothing. But at least the Steelers can say that. Yep. I know that they listen, they have bigger aspirations and rightfully so. You want to get to the Super Bowl because you've won so many division championships that are always in the playoffs under Mike Tomlin. But at least you're there. At least you're there. And and they do it with in the post Ben Roethlisberger era. You're doing it with three quarterbacks, somehow, some way in the playoffs. And the Patriots, it's not there.
1: Are the Patriots the NFL Bulls? You got a glory, oh. you got a glory run out of lucking into the greatest player in the history of the sport, and now you're just receding back into garbage. Damn,
2: they're the NFL Bulls. Yeah, except Phil Jackson's not still trying to hang on to get some record.
0: Well, no, he, he was he was smart. He got out. He's, he wasn't coaching. He wasn't coaching Jalen Rose. No, I'm out. <laughs> and all that nonsense, right? He wasn't, he wasn't coaching uh, Pete Myers no. as a starting guard. No. No. not Absolutely not. In the post-Jordan era. Albert Breer, as we talk to Albert about everything Bears in the NFL from MoneyMoneyQuarterback.com and SI.com. That's next on and J-Hood. Welcome back. Welcome.
2: Welcome back to Cap'n J-Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: Hello? Football on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bert. Albert Breer. Hey, Bert. Senior NFL writer for SI.com
2: joins Cap'n Jay hood Bert's it. What? You're it, Bert. On ESPN 1000. Well, what do you mean I'm it? We see, that's the game. I just tagged you, and you're it until you tag
1: somebody else. Albert Breer. No, no, I'm not playing a game. I'm reading, Ernie, and I'm not it.
0: Okay. On Chicago's Home for Sports. But Bert is it. Our guy Albert Breer every uh, Tuesday at 8:35 right here on the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show. And uh, Albert is on the hotline. Bebbie, the X Tire
2: and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the
0: Good morning, Albert. How are you? I'm good. How are you
3: guys doing? We're, We're doing, doing well. Great.
0: Doing very well. Thank you. Uh, Black Monday has passed. Everything's quiet here in Chicago. What do you make of what's happening or not happening in the front office with the Bears?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean the longer you wait, the more you wonder. Um now, you know, I every indication I got like last week was things were trending in a good direction for Matt Eberflus and um and Ryan Poles. Um and I don't have like any indication from yesterday that things have flipped. But, you know, at this point, you know, based on the way the season went, based on the fact that there's a new president, Kevin Warren, who's mostly gone underground on this, based on the perception out there that, you know, a new president might want to hire his own guy and that Warren would want to get more involved in football, um, you know, you, you, you have to wonder. And so, um, you know, I don't, again, I don't have any reason to believe that anything's changed. Uh, but, you know, is, do, do you start to think a little bit more? You know, with each passing hour um, that you don't get definitive word, yeah. Um, you know, my understanding was like last week, like late last week, like uh, that 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 didn't have any sort of um, you know any sort of full assurance that he'd be back. So I don't know. It's just it's just weird because you know you see the Saints come out yesterday and and um, and Dennis Allen says he fully expects to be back and you know sort of let's go the Falcons. That was a team that like they looked like they were. Um, you know, they were going to be they were sort of on the fence on what and you guys saw them a couple of weeks ago and they moved very very quickly um to fire Arthur Smith at midnight after the after the season ending loss. Um it's just weird. Um you know, but I've seen a lot of things over almost 20 years covering the NFL, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised
2: by anything. So from my seat, I just look and I'm like what you just said, I'm nodding my head. Yes. The longer this goes where we don't hear from polls, we don't hear from Warren, it's like they've been working the phones, they're getting their ducks in a row, and then they're going to roll out their master plan. They're not going to tell you, yeah, we're moving on from Justin. We're going to evaluate all the quarterbacks and, you know, do all of our due diligence. We love Justin. But on the coaching front, the longer it goes, I move from, well, getsy has gone, but he's probably back. Eberflus to gets he has gone. And Eberflus—is that fair? Yeah.
3: I mean, well, anything about it, guys—it's like really easy to explain away the Justin situation. Like, I think if, like, if they put Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles at a podium today, um, in say a half hour from now, and they said, and those guys said, you know, like Justin had a really good year, um, he improved, but you know, the number one pick brings new opportunity and. You know, we're really going to have to study this hard and evaluate everything. We don't understand that, right? Like, that wouldn't be ducking. Like, that would probably be truthful to a degree, <laughs> you right. know? Like, um, And I, I don't think any of us would, you know, like, I, I, I don't think like, any of us would feel like there's this massive urgency to make a final call on something that's going to play out over the next, you know, four months, um, you know, as we stand here in the middle of January. Um, but, you know, with the coach, it's a little different, you know, because there is that element of, you know, all right, there are big swings out there if you want to take one, right? Like, so Jim Harbaugh is out there now um, that that mess last night, really messy night for me last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, after that play out last night, I'm just kidding. Congrats to Michigan. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick's name is going to be, is floating around out there. What What's going to happen there? Um, you know, and it, it does kind of like, you know, get the idea in your head um, and look like I think the, the Raiders are sort of in this boat right now and you know like I felt like before the weekend the Falcons were too now things weren't so poorly on Sunday maybe it flipped but you know I, I you know what I continue to hear on the Raiders and the Falcons was well you know they're gonna take big swing they're gonna take a look at taking a big swing and if they can connect fine if not they may stick with the status quo and, you know, if you were going to do that, you might be acting like the Bears are right now. You know what I mean? Like, if you were considering a big swing, and but you didn't, but but, but if you don't connect on that big swing, you wanted to hold on to your current coach, you might be operating a little bit like the Bears are right now, you know?
0: Uh, Albert, what is the opinion that you keep hearing regarding Justin Fields? Now that we're three years through yeah. this, what's the opinion of his future?
3: Um, you know, I, I think, like, he can be a good starting quarterback in the league in the right type of offense, I would say, is the, is the overriding thing. Now, what happens when you're in games and you're playing from behind? What happens when you're in third and long? What happens when it becomes a drop-back game? Um, those are the bigger questions, right? And you know, the question with Justin has never been about, obviously, how athletic he is, how big an arm he has, um, you know, how, how smart he is, what a good leader he is. He has all those boxes checked it's always been how fast he plays in the passing game, how fast he sees it, right? And what his coaches at Ohio State kept maintaining and have maintained um, was that he just needed to play more. He's played a lot now. And does he see it fast enough to win in those drop-back situations where you have to have it You know, in third and 12 or you're playing from two touchdowns down in the fourth quarter? To me, like that's the big overriding question. And unfortunately for Justin, that's really what separates like average and good and good and great at that position in the league. So I think that's the way that he's looked at. He's certainly getting an opportunity somewhere else, um, I think, to at least compete for a starting job if he's not a Bear next year. Um, but, you know, I I think if you're the Bears right now, it's really hard not to look at the opportunity to take Caleb Williams and have Caleb Williams at the price that you'd have him at for the next four years Um I, I just think it's really hard not to, to. It'd be really hard not hard to pass on that opportunity, um, you know, based on where Justin is after three years and and how much how much he would cost going forward.
2: Is there any discussion that Caleb Williams doesn't go number one? That actually, when they yeah. do their homework, so, Drake May looks like Josh Allen. I don't know that
3: he's Josh Allen. He's not that sort of athlete. In fact, like I've heard the Justin Herbert comparison. I'm not sure he's even he's that either. Like I. I, I had someone um, really, really smart who's known like all these guys, a lot of them since they were in high school, say to me that, they, that, that he thinks that that uh, that Drake may is a little more like Joe Burrow than he is. Um, he is like um, like like Justin Herbert or Josh Allen, where he's got plenty of arm strength, but not like a howitzer like Herbert or Allen do, and he's a really, really good athlete and a functional athlete, like the kind of guy who again, like was like, could play any sport, you know what I mean, which is the type of athlete Burrow is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think that that's sort of the comp there. Now, like, I, I think Drake May would be worthy of going one in a lot of drafts. Um, Caleb coming into the year was seen as a once-in-every-five or ten-years type of prospect. Is he still that guy? He had nothing down year. And I think, like, a lot of teams are going to have to dig through the personality stuff. And that's not saying he's a bad kid or anything like that. But there's a lot around him. Um, you know, you're going to have to dig into his family, his dad. You know, His dad's been a big part of everything. And I know that there's a perception out there among NFL teams that a lot of the stuff that you see that you might have concerns about is actually his dad and not him. Um, there's a lot of stuff for NFL teams to dig through on that. But, I mean, the one thing he has going for him is everyone in that USC program loves him. And that makes you think, like, Like Mahomes, so that comparison's come up a lot, right? So I had somebody from the Chiefs organization once tell me that they thought that Mahomes' greatest accomplishment is how normal a person he is because of everything that's around him, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's just got a lot going on around him. And I think like with Caleb, you sort of look at some of these things too. It's like, okay, like maybe he has some things around him going on that make you a little nervous, but – he's always been sort of able to cut through that and and, and play good football and be really well-liked in every program he's been in. Um, and so, like, that's sort of what you're dealing with. And I wouldn't, again, like, I wouldn't sleep on Jaden Daniels. Like, as it stands right now, I'd say you have, like, two groups of quarterbacks um, in this draft class. The first group, I think, is, is Williams, May, and Jaden Daniels. And then the next group after that, I think, will probably be um, in some order, you know, JJ McCarthy, Bo Nix, and, and Michael Banks.
2: I, I just want you to repeat something that you said. So Caleb yeah. Williams is very well liked by his teammates and his coaches in the programs yes. he's been in. Is that what you yeah. said? Yes, yes,
3: yes. And I here's the thing, guys. Because like, the reason I, you know, I, let
2: like, me interrupt you. The reason I asked yeah. you that is when he. Opted out of the bowl game, and the backup threw six touchdowns, and then made the comment. Now we're a team. Everyone read that and went, "Oh, now the Caleb's not there."
3: Yeah, and I, I like honestly, um, I know some guys in that staff pretty well that I trust, hmm? who really like him. You know, and so I mean, look, like you know, again, there's a lot going on around him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's and that's the thing is like. Um, you know, he's had like a very different college experience, you know, going to Oklahoma, starting as a true freshman, transferring after his freshman year because his coach left. So, um, you know, I, I think that there's, there's stuff that you have to dig into, no question, but like the people I've talked to say, he's very, very well liked in that program. I've talked to scouts that have gone through there that say he's well liked in that program. And, um, and look like, you know, I'm, I'm not, this is a massive decision for the bears. It'll be a massive decision for the Commanders at number two and the Patriots at number three. You have three teams that need quarterbacks right there at the top of the order. Um, so you're going to have to dig into all of that. Uh, but, you know, in the end, I think, you know, you, you, you see a player in Caleb Williams who's well-liked by people around him, who's a great competitor, who's tough, um, and who I think is the sort of quarterback you can, you're absolutely going to be able to build around in the NFL.
0: Albert Breer with us every Tuesday. We we'll talk more with Albert as we continue to go around the National Football League on Cap and J Hood.
2: Welcome back to Cap and J Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: You know, there's nothing like following an Albert Breer while he's watching football, whether it's the NFL or college. It's it is amazing. It's such a he's such a funny follow. Like, 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 for instance, like he has no bias in the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry at all with Michigan winning the national championship. Same Albert Breer, though, that likes a tweet from Ari Wasserman that says, the more I watch this game, the more it seems Ohio State was probably the best team in college football all year. Well, retweeted, liked by Albert Breer. No, no bias at all, though. And then the other shot, and I can't find it, but I saw it last night and I chuckled. Just someone said, you know, they're going to snatch the banner from Michigan, and what does Albert say? It'll just be like in the closet with the other Final Four banners that were snatched.
3: No, I said, I said, I, I, I'm reading. It. I got. I pulled it up when you're saying that. I'm, I said, I'm sure there's room in that closet next to the Final Four banners.
2: There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's but the best. Hey,
3: it's the hey best. you know what? You know what? The great thing. Is? The good thing is, though, <laughs> that if there's a silver lining here and there's a very, very dark cloud, it's that. For how many years, and you guys live in that part of the country, Mm -hmm. for how many years did they act as if the reason they couldn't compete with Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama and USC was because everybody else cheated and everybody else was dirty and everybody else didn't care about academics, and they were different, and they were above it. And now all of that is null and void. 100% all of it is null and void. And, um, you know, I've, I've said this to people before. I have so much family that went to Michigan too. So I, I feel qualified and free to, to, to speak this way about it. But, um, I try to explain to people up here, I'm like, you know, like Ohio state is in the Midwest. University of Illinois is in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Michigan state is, or um, Michigan state is in the Midwest and all those schools aren't just in the Midwest. They're of the Midwest, right? Yeah. Michigan is in the Midwest. It's not of the Midwest. So um, as somebody who has deep roots in that part of the country, that's part of it for me too.
2: So let's also. Do you ta- guys agree with
3: that? By the way, no, no, I no. totally agree,
2: totally agree. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, totally different.
3: he might as well be on Long Island.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, as you look at these quarterbacks, where does JJ McCarthy go? Does he return to Michigan? He's only twenty years of age. Yeah.
3: So, and I think he's he's interesting, um, and I think he does go. Um, you know, and I, I again, like I think the three guys who go highest are, 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 are Williams, May. And um, Williams, May, and uh, and, Jane, and Daniel, Jane Daniels. and so yeah, and so like Penix, like as good as he looked against Texas, like when I dug into him with scouts over the weekend, um, you know there was still a lot of concern. He's got a little bit of a three quarters delivery, a little bit of a windup. Um, he's got the injury history, and he was compared, and you guys can probably see this last night, to a three point shooter. Mm-hmm. He's great down the field, but a little scatter shot underneath right? Like in short to the intermediate. I think you saw that last night. That's where Michigan challenged him. Um, You know, with JJ, I think the tools are all there, right? Like he's got the arm. He's got the athleticism. The question with him, there's two real big questions for him. It's what happens when you put the game on him. And it's not his fault that the game wasn't on him a lot at Michigan. It's just the way they were, what the way they were built offensively. So, what happens when you get in a drop back game and he's got to drive the field, right? Like, and what happens when, um, what happens when he's got to be the best player on the field? Cause Michigan didn't ask him to be that a whole lot. Right. Um, and then the other question has to do with his frame. and, you know, he's sort of slightly built, maybe six two. how much more weight can he put on? How will he hold up if he does run around in the NFL? Because he is such a good athlete and probably will run four or five at the combine. Those are the questions. So, you know, I think that that's sort of where you're at with those two. Um, and again, like I throw those two in a group with 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 Bo Nix from Oregon, maybe in the second tier quarterbacks in this class. And like by the way, like I I do think those three guys. I don't think all three of them will go in the first round, but I think all three of them have a shot to go in the first round.
0: Uh, what's happening with Belichick?
3: It's a great question. Um, it like he and the crafts have gone underground, which I think was sort of expected. Um, you know, I, I think this is really going to come down to, Huddy, uh, who who wants to play ball with who, right? Like So I think Bill would like to keep coaching. I think Robert Kraft would like to come out of this looking clean, right? And so I don't think Kraft wants to fire Belichick. And whether or not Belichick wants to go along with some sort of fond farewell is an open question, especially if Robert Kraft wants compensation um in part because he didn't get compensation two years ago or four years ago let tom brady go and we all know how that played out so you know i think that that's all part of the dance now um i do think that there's going to be a separation here um you know i just think how it looks how it's dressed up where belichick goes next whether the patriots get compensation all of that is what complicates this. And Bring so, him to the
1: Bears. Oh, stop.
3: I mean, would you – no, that's a serious question, though. Like, like if, how would it go over in Chicago if, if the Bears hired him?
2: Oh, I think people would be like, what? Okay. <laughs>
3: now, who's the who's the OC? Right. And I, well, what if it was Josh McDaniels?
0: And where do you put Ryan Poles' balls on the <laughs> – where, where, where
3: are they? <laughs>
0: Bottom shelf or top shelf? Albert, well, we got to go, brother. I, I, I,